Welcome to the Choose Optimism podcast brought to you by Optimist International, a podcast to let you know of all the good things that might be happening right in your own backyard. This is a podcast to highlight the positive influences of Optimist clubs right in your own community. We still like to start these with a quote, and it's funny when you come across a quote that reminds you of certain things. And as I was reading last week, I found this one. An optimist is a person who travels on nothing from nowhere to happiness. And it just kind of shows that there's always a journey wherever we go, that we are the journey of life. And which it's amazing the people that you meet along the road, which is why I'm excited to introduce our next guest, who is going to talk about a program that they have within their community. And it is my pleasure to introduce Elaine Lyon. Elaine, thanks for joining us today. You're welcome, Shane. Thank you. And one of the things we always talk about is the optimist story. And I think that people don't really realize that everybody has a story with something. But Elaine, how did you become an optimist? What is your optimist story? My optimist story is I have three children. And as they were growing up, I was always very active in the school and different organizations that they belong to, such as soccer clubs and cheerleading and stuff like that. Well, the children grew up and they were no longer playing the sports or in school any longer. And I just felt that I needed something else to do. I happened to run into a friend of mine who had joined the Optimist Club that I now belong to, the Central Macomb Optimist Club. And she said to me, why don't you come to one of our meetings and, and check us out? I had never heard of an Optimist Club and I thought, all right, I'll, I'll give it a try, see if it's a good fit. So I went to a couple meetings, met some wonderful people, heard about the incredible projects that they did. So I decided to to join the club just to help the, the children in our community. And that's one thing that we really enjoy and rally as optimists is helping the youth of our community which the program that we're going to talk about is very unique in the way that the community is tied to it. Now, the name of this program, I'll let you say it, but is the... Shop with the Sheriff program. Shop with the Sheriff. So tell us a little bit about how this got started. Is this something that the club have been doing for a while or something that you brought to the club? Our club started doing it. I was in the initial Shop with the Sheriff event, which was back in 2007. And at that time, we thought it would be a nice idea to just help some of the, the very needy children in our county so far as school clothes and school supplies. So we started out very small because we didn't have a lot of money in our club at the time. And we probably took about 40 children shopping. So we've been doing this program now for over 16 years and we are up to about 150 to 155 children that we take shopping every August. Uh, 155, that's quite an impressive number. Thank of, you. Of, of, of youth helped in the community. Tell us a little bit about how this program works and how you you know choose the families that do this and how the sheriff department is involved. Well, we partner with uh, two organizations. One is the Macomb County Sheriff's Department. Um, I reach out to them every year and see just who's available to volunteer their time. We typically get a very good um, showing of of deputies, depending on what's going on in in the county. But they come in on their days off and, and they do help us shop with the families. We also partner with an organization called the Macomb Charitable, 
Hope Foundation. And what they do is they help vet the families. The Macomb Charitable Foundation helps many of these families year round. So far as, as other needs that, that these very needy families may have. These are some of the neediest families in our community. Many, many are homeless. You can find some living in their vehicles. Others are living with relatives and they are well below the poverty line. So they vet all of the families for us. And then we put the event together based on, on their um, the information they give us. And so of the 155 children, how many uh, law enforcement officials are participating in this program? I've gotten as many as 60. So what we do as the families arrive and they go through the line and they are checked in and they are told the things that they can buy, um, obviously, because we're looking to provide them with school clothes, they cannot buy electronics, they cannot buy toys. Many of these families are adopted at Christmas time, so that's typically not a problem. They're looking for school clothes, school supplies shoes and other items that will help them start school. And what kind um, of fundraising and budget do you have for each family that comes to the shop with the sheriff program? Each child gets $150. So that's a lot of money that we're raising throughout the year. And some of our fundraisers that we hold throughout the year, uh, the, the money is allocated strictly for shop with the sheriff. We have an event every year, every spring. We call it Spring Into Action. And there's a different theme every year. We did St. Patrick's Day theme for many years. Last year, we did a dueling piano event that seems to be getting popular in our area. And it was very successful for us. Next year, we're going to do a luau theme where uh, we're going to have some Polynesian dancers come in and, and we're just going to make it a lot of fun. Primarily, we raise our money from the raffle prizes. We try to keep our ticket price low. We always have entertainment come in. So we have a very generous community and generous members that donate gifts. And this is our primary fundraiser every year for this event. Well, my calculations are correct. That's almost $23,000 that you guys are raising to give away to each child that comes to shop with the sheriff. Correct. Uh, the Macomb Charitable Foundation does help fund some of that, but primarily that comes from the Central Macomb Optimist Club. That is a pretty impressive figure. That is, you know, a lot of clubs look at that and think that's a lot of money. How do we figure out how to do that? Thank you very much. Um, our fun. first couple events, we were only able to give each child $70. So you can see as this program has uh, grown and our events have grown, our membership has grown, we've been able to increase those amounts. That is a pretty incredible number. I just still, like a, like I said, most clubs look at that and they might have to copy some of your fundraising ideas. We're going to do a whole segment on that later in the year here, but um, it uh, that's, like I said, that is a amazing optimistic number. Tell us about how this program starts like the day that you get to the um, the event and like, do you go to like Walmart, Target? What is the kind of the setup and just kind of run us through a tip, a, a, a typical start for this program? Okay. Uh, typically we all meet, our club loves, loves to eat. And so typically we all meet for breakfast at a local restaurant and get ready for the, the morning. We wear our Optimist shirts 
And then we show up at a local store called Meyer um, in the area. They typically will give us a few gift certificates to put towards that large amount too. They're very, very supportive. They're a Meyer on in uh, Washington Township. So we go over there and we meet the deputies. We meet the uh, staff from the Macomb Charitable Foundation and the families are usually already lining up when we get there. So as a family comes through and they get their instructions on what they can buy and what they cannot buy, we pair them up once we're done, depending on the number of children with at least one deputy. And then depending on the size of the family, we uh, pair them up also with an Optimus member. They each get tracking sheets to go through the store and they are told to go ahead and do their shopping. Uh, we then have them all go to uh, dedicated registers. Meyer will dedicate usually four registers just to our event. Once they go through the store and they purchase their $150 worth of merchandise, they go through there where I have members that are bagging, but I also have members that are cutting off price tags and they are also uh, blacking out with a uh, Sharpie. Um, UPC codes. We want to be sure that these items stay with and for the children and none of them are returned for other purposes. After the families are gone through the checkout lanes, there are other stops for them. Uh, the Macomb Charitable Foundation typically gets in, like this past year, we had a Dairy Queen that came in with coolers full of blizzards. And it was a hot August day. Um, everybody in these families got a blizzard. They got pizza cards. They got gas cards. They got bags of snacks that typically would help to uh, fill lunch boxes uh, once, once school starts. But each child walks away with, with clothes and shoes and just the brightest smiles on their faces. And I bet it's quite the experience for the police officers as well and the law enforcement to see, you know, and help these kids. Tell us a little bit about the interaction between the, them and the children. It's very positive interaction. And the reason we're so thrilled with the interaction between the deputies and the families is for many of these families, the experience that the children may have had with law enforcement is maybe called to a home for domestic abuse or maybe someone in the family uh, has a police record and it it can be scary and frightening and some of these kids have been raised to see that law enforcement is scary well to go shopping with this deputy and have deputies help you pick out what you want conversation with the children it really turns into a great experience for these kids because they can see that Law enforcement is important. They're good and they're here to help everyone in the in the community and keep everyone safe. So we really find it to be a very positive experience for these kids. I'm sure that's something that you know, letting there are people out there that do care and their job is to care about people in our community and also, you know, exposing them to optimists and such. Tell us a little bit about how the optimists uh, are interacting as well with helping with this program. 
The optimists help, they go along as shoppers because if you, sometimes we get some very large families, six, seven, eight children. And especially too, if you have teenage girls, we put um, one of our female optimists with them because sometimes they want to buy personal items and it's maybe a little bit easier for them to talk to a female. So we do, although we have female officers there also, but it, it's um, easy for our optimists to help some of these teenage girls. And also with the larger families, it would be a little overwhelming for just about anybody to keep track of, say, three, four kids and make sure each one gets $150. I, I do put together tracking sheets to help them along with that. But the Optimist members are there to support the deputies and to support the, the families in any way that they that they need us. And I'm sure it's just a little bit chaotic, and but it's a fun chaos as you're doing this, I'm sure. It is absolutely because over the years we've put through literally thousands of, of kids in this program. So it, it starts out kind of quiet and kind of slow. The families are all checking in. So sometimes there's a minute or two laps in between the next family going out, but our officer is standing right there. Then I pull however many optimists I need also, and they do their shopping. It's, it's, heartwarming to walk through the store when all the families are out there and just just see the interactions that are going on between the officers, the parents, the children, and the optimists. Then it seems like everybody gets to the cashiers at almost the same time. And so, yes, it looks very chaotic, but the children that are there, especially converse with our Optimist members that are baggers, showing them some of the new things that they got for school. And we we put the families through as quickly as we can, but it is it is happy chaos, if I can say that. Yeah. I can believe the happy chaos, and I'm sure that the joy of kids actually picking out stuff that they would want to wear, stuff they want to use for school, you know, they probably don't have that uh, that option very often where they are able to pick something that they really, really want for like for themselves. That's very true because many of these children go to school without necessities. And sometimes they don't have coats. Sometimes they have dirty clothing or used clothing. And this is an opportunity for us to try to make a little bit of a difference in their lives. I'm sure you can remember even from back when you had first day of school, because I remember myself how exciting it is to put on new clothes, new shoes, you know, and as a young child, you're looking at your new shoes because they smell new and they look new. And you know what? You feel like you fit in with some of the, the other children. You don't feel that you're different and you're not treated different for that time. Um, you feel like every, every child there. What I do find too is our parents are very sale conscious too. They do try to get the most bang for their buck with, with um, sale items and, and even stuff that's going summer clearance because we have warm weather here in Michigan uh, through uh, September has been a beautiful month. And so they're able to really give the kids a good start with clothes and, and, and spend the money wisely that, that we've all worked so hard to earn for them. And it's also probably amazing to see how appreciative 
the parents are that somebody out there is just willing to lend a helping hand in a time of need. Absolutely. And the parents are through the parents are so gracious. They are so thankful. And they tell us all just how appreciative they are. They're sometimes almost a little overwhelmed when they move out of the checkout line and they see all the other things that have been provided for them. What we like to do is, is besides making a difference in their life, we like to think we provide provide hope that these children remember there are people out there that support them and are willing to help them because we look for help for hope anywhere that we can find it. And we hope that we provide a little bit of self-esteem by, by helping these children believe that, you know what, they're just as good as any other child that they're going to school with. You know, I was just telling my wife this the other day, you know, I've seen a lot of bad things in the world, but it gives me hope and optimism that there are a lot of people out there that have the same values as me. And there's more good people out there. And if we need to focus on some more of those good things in this world. Absolutely. Absolutely. For our new members, as they join, our members that have been with our club for a while, always tell them this is one of the best events, our club's favorite event. And as quick as the event goes, we start the family shopping about 10. By about 12 or 12.30 um, in the afternoon, we're, we're done. We've got everybody checked out. And it you leave there feeling like a different person. You leave there feeling like you've made a difference. You've worked hard. You've worked these events that we raise money for. And you, you get up early that morning and, and you show up at a mire that's maybe a half hour from your house or so. But you leave there feeling such a full, warm heart. And, and kind of, in my own mind, a little bit, I, I try to imagine those children's first day of school, when they're going to school with the new shoes, with the new clothes, with a lunchbox full of good snacks. I kind of just try to feel in my own heart just how happy I'm hoping that they feel also. So for a program like this to be successful, I mean, obviously this is something that is very successful for your club. Do you have any advice or have anything of how another club out there can start a program like this? I would say start out small. Like I said, I think we took about 40 children the first year and we we didn't have $150. I think it was about $70, $75. But most importantly, too, you want to find it, it, it is exhausting and takes a lot of resources to vet these families. And it's not something anybody in our club felt qualified to do. So I think it's important to find an organization that you can partner with that can vet these families for you because they know the families, they visit the families' homes, and they know which of all the families that they have are the neediest. And so I think that's very important to bring law enforcement into it. I think just adds a, a, a real nice touch to everything in, in helping to maybe soften some of the, the views that some of these kids might have. So my advice would be to start slow, start small, be, so that you can make it manageable. If we had started with 150 kids, $150 off the get-go, I think it would have come off a, a little more difficult. We we grew this as we could grow it and as we could afford it. So that that would be my advice. And I'm sure a lot of businesses support your guys' program. They think it's probably an amazing program. Do you partner with any other businesses besides uh the, the place where you're shopping. Tell us about some of those community partnerships that you have. Well, Meyer 
uh, the Washington Township Mayor, especially the manager, Rob, has been a wonderful, wonderful support. Uh, he's the one that organizes the store end of this because without support from, from him, it, it wouldn't be as organized and, and unchaotic experience, so to say. He makes sure that what chaos is there is organized and is handled well. He stood near the registers. If we needed anything, all we had to do was raise our hand and he was right there to help us. Um, some of the other partnerships would be like the, the local Dairy Queen and the pizza places that are so willing to provide a little bit more for these families as they're leaving. So far as other community partners, when we explain, when we're looking for raffle prizes for our events that support this, when we um, go to businesses and explain to them what we're doing, uh, especially some that support local um charities like Mission Barbecue. They're all about law enforcement. They just embrace our program and they provide us with some amazing gifts and raffle prizes for our event and help us raise so much of our money. So it extends all over our, our community with some great community partnerships. Tell, tell me a little bit about the raffle items and stuff that you guys do to raise these funds. Tell us you know, how you pick things to, to raffle off and kind of the process to raise the funds for this. Cause that's a huge portion of this is raising the funds. That is a huge portion. We go to local businesses, local restaurants. We get our members donate quite a few things. Our, our club did invest in sort of a grand prize of a, a trip uh, overnight stay at Frankenmuth, Michigan, um, which is famous for their chicken dinners we have hundreds and hundreds of prizes. We have even homemade some homemade gifts that are very professional looking. We have some amazing seamstresses in our club that put together blankets and, and uh, placemats and just a whole, for instance, St. Patrick Day themed basket. We have other members that don't have donated Apple watches. They've donated barbecues. They've donated uh, many things. And then some local businesses too that are just there for us every every time we need them. We're very we make sure that we recognize these businesses. We have programs. We write thank you notes after and let them know just how much they have helped us achieve our goal for the year. And that's a huge thing: partnerships and letting them know what's going on because businesses do love to know what their stuff is going for and helping the community. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we make sure everybody gets the, the credit that they deserve and that we appreciate so much. Because we know there's a lot of other organizations out there soliciting gifts. I mean, there, there's schools, there's, there's so many other organizations that are looking for prizes. And we, we really are cognizant of the things that they give us and what it's going to do for, and we let them know, we let them know how much we appreciate it. Uh, um, do you have any of these kids that come back or have you ever, ever had a, some, one of the people come back and say, you know, your Optimus club helped me, or have you ever had an experience where you've got to see something 
after the fact of this program? We do get thank you notes. A lot of these families are very transient. So it's typically different families every year. Plus there is a certain rotation in the amount of families that the Macomb Charitable Foundation provides help for. So they do try to rotate some of the families, but we've gotten some amazing, amazing thank you notes and how it's from the parents and then also from the children that the Macomb Charitable Foundation passes along to us that it just, you don't need it, but it certainly is nice to get it. It just sure cements the cements in what you are doing in the community. That's a huge thing to continue the work that you're doing in your community. Thank you. Thank you. And it's, it's, this event has enabled us actually to bring in so many more new members. People hear about it. They hear about it from their friends and and people basically have good hearts and kind hearts, and especially for those less fortunate. And so they want to join the club. They want to be a part of some of the great things that that we do as an organization. Lane, your program sounds amazing. And I hope this podcast will inspire other clubs to join in and doing something else different in their community. Thank you. Thank you so much for, for letting me share it with you. And I kind of picked an ending quote that will tie everything in that we've talked about and other things that you can think about moving forward. And it is every society gets the kind of criminal it deserves. What is equally true is that every community gets the kind of law enforcement it insists on. So a great way to show people in the community that there are good police officers out there and law enforcement that are in your community, making sure that you're is a safe place to live and work. We would like to thank you for listening to the Choose Optimism podcast. If you like our podcast, please give us a five-star review and share with your family and friends to let them know what's going on in your community as well. And until next time, remember to choose optimism. 